Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Isfor Podcast. My name is Sarge, and joining me today is the man, the myth, the legend. He has a face that sunk a million ships around the world, and he is the sole reason for starving children in Africa. Give it up for danger. I don't know if I deserve all that uh, credit. Uh, sinking <laughs> ships and starving children? No, no. But yeah, go on. I am danger. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so today on the Isfor Podcast, we are going to talk about the letter Y. And it's going to be for the Yakuza game series, which is a very underrated, panic-inducing, blood-pressure-rising game. If you've never played it, it is all those things rolled into one. Now, we're not going to go into the the creator of the game and then butcher their name, but we're just going to do Broad Spectrum. And maybe get you interested to figure it out for yourself. So, oh, mispro- are you ready for this? Mispronunciations of Japanese names are one of my favorite pastimes. Yeah, but I'm not danger. I am Sarge. Uh, that's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to my mispronunciations. <laughs> so the Yakuza game series, the very first Yakuza game series, which this is, um, I guess I you could say kind of. Kind of funny, kind of not funny, but uh, uh, back when the first Yakuza came out in 2005, the budget was 2.4 billion yen. Okay, so what's that in American? In US oh, State? back then, back then, 21 million, roughly, give or give okay. or take. That's still a big budget for a game. Back in 2005, 100% agree. So, what made this game in 2005? Give it made it so popular was the fact that this game was based off some of the popular crime drama, uh, TV shows and novels of the Japanese genre, cinematic genre, maybe. Yeah, um, I will, I will say they were supervised by novelist Hase Saishu. <laughs> yeah, he is essentially a writer of the popular Yakuza crime fiction. There it uh, is. So- I'm glad we got one. I'm we glad got, I got one name out there at least. We got one, and the actual, the very first Yakuza game follows the story of the main character. We're going to call him Kier, Kiryu, a former promising Yakuza who is released from a ten-year prison sentence. Oh, we got two. All right, yeah, we got two. So I know very little about the Yakuza game series. I again, I, I thought we were going to be talking about um, <laughs> the the gangsters and uh, fear for my life a little bit after this, but. So, just to, just so you know, Sega is the one that picked up this game series, okay. which is which is weird because it came out PlayStation Two back in two thousand and five. Yeah, uh, Sega wasn't too big in the PlayStation world back in two thousand and five. They were still recovering from their uh, what what is the word I want to say their foray into the Sega Saturn well, back in the nineties. Well, I believe that that was actually after they had pushed out the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast failed miserably, and I think it was because the Dreamcast was ahead of its time, I think it was a great system, and so I think this is where Sega had become just a um, developer and publisher. Yeah. Uh, They got out of the hardware and went software. They went total software, yes. Now, what makes the Yakuza game series pretty interesting, if you've ever played, like, I played the first Yakuza, I didn't play the other six versions of the game, but I only played the one. And uh, 
it's like Grand Theft Auto in the Japanese world. You can get into random fights with other gang members and like expand your turf. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, side missions, main missions to make money and experience. Uh, you can go to dojos and back alley brawls and learn moves from other from other non-player characters. Like they'll they'll teach you a move. Cool. Uh, you can eat and drink at different restaurants, like literal full bone tilt. Go into a noodle shop, sit down, and eat noodles. That's like passes the time. Uh, you can visit hostesses that you quote unquote friend, and you can go to cabaret clubs. Which, if you don't know what a cabaret club is, hit Google. They'll uh, they'll square you right up. Well, I don't know exactly what a cabaret club is, but I know what a cabaret is, and I know what a club is. So if we mash these things together. It makes you wonder if one of the things that you can go to to visit one of the uh, hostesses or one of these cabaret clubs would be like uh, Love Motel, which is what di- or um, which is what did you say Disney? I started. Disney, I yeah. started to say Disney. No, which is what <laughs> what Nintendo actually had a bit of a foray foray into um, in the early days before they became a video game company. They actually started as a card company, playing card company, but then they they dipped their toes into the water of the Love Motel. <laughs> I only know this so you, because I did four different reports on the history of Nintendo for college. Oh, wow. Yes. So not only can you go to cabaret clubs and visit your hostess friends, you can craft items, do mini games such as golfing, bowling, baseball, video arcades, karaoke, gambling, poker, blackjack, CeeLo, and Koi Koi. Koi Koi is a uh, domino game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so it was like Grand Theft Auto, just mob version. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Grand Theft Auto did have a touch of the mob, but this game was modeled after the crime drama, and they actually had to edit parts of the gameplay out. Like, you could request, if someone failed a mission that you gave them, you could request that they cut off their pinky, and there was an entire cutscene of them removing their pinky. But the game developers took that out because it wasn't going to be able to reach all audiences. Yeah. It was going to be targeted like Leisure Suit Leary to the main audience or Conker's Bad Fur Day getting to the more mature audiences. Well, I mean, I, okay. So that was what year? 2005? That was 2005. Okay, so I could see that at that point, yes, they, they would. But, you know, if you looked at, uh, I mean, what year was it that, um, Vice City came out. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel this like isn't they, G for GTA. I know, but what I'm getting at is, in Vice City, there were entirely gruesome scenes. Like, for instance, there was a hotel room you could go to, and there was blood all over the shower, like, and Scarface. And, you know, I mean, there were references to Scarface all throughout it. And so it just makes you wonder how long after the, you know, GTA took the turn and started making things a bit more violent, did this series come out? Well, if you must know, Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out. See, now you have to look at it. 2002. Okay. So, Vi- uh, Grand Theft Auto was pushing the envelope with Vice City. And then the Yakuza series comes out. Now, I, I'm going to have to say that uh, a whole cutscene regarded to uh, regarding um, cutting off a pinky is a little bit more gruesome. but you know, GTA was pushing the envelope with that stuff then, and it was really only appealing to the mature audience, not necessarily all audiences. 
Yeah, so so the program behind GTA, um, I'm looking at it now. It's a whole bunch of Ghibli gook. Rockstar, formerly DMA Design, published his parents' company, Rockstar Games. Use, has been using the Grand Theft Auto logo since 2001. Uh, uh, it began its series in 1997. Yeah, the first Grand Theft Auto games were top-down, running around the streets. Six, sort of thing. 16-bit, yeah. So anyways, but back on track here. Yeah, so sorry. The, but it's okay. So what was good about the Yakuza game, the first Yakuza game, is you really couldn't fail. I mean, you could, but you couldn't. Yeah, it's instant replayability. And it had to be because when Yakuza 2 came off, it picked up right after Yakuza 1, where after you restored all the order in the Yakuza 1, you re- Yakuza 2, you come back and and you take your clan, and you have to make it better. It's like all-out war against the other Yakuza clan. Game and war. then rinse, yeah, and then rinse, rinse and repeat with the same, you know, uh, the police are more apt in the game. Uh, you Other mafias come in, nightclubs, you travel to various locations. Now, Yakuza 2 came out in 2006, so right after the success of the first Yakuza, the second one came out. And then Yakuza 3 didn't come out to 2009, but Yakuza 4 came out in 2010. Uh, let's see, Yakuza 5 came out in 2012, so a two-year break there. Uh, Yakuza 0 came out in 2015. 2016 was Yakuza spinoff, Kawami, I think is how you say it. And Yakuza 6, Song of Life. 17, Kawami 2, and then... Uh... Lot, lots of spinoffs. Lots of sequels. Yes. You know, I will say, you know, that that is one of the things about the Japanese gaming community and, you know, developers and all, is they seem to be on top of turning out more and more and more and more. Whereas, you know, the American market, at least, the American developers, seem to take a bit longer and flesh out you know, stories and, and whatnot, and it, that not just Americans, you know, uh, European countries, uh, CD Projekt Red, Gorilla, and whatnot, and those Genius companies. Montreal. Yeah. And so, you know, I have to ask what's better to completely flood the market, really, with, <laughs> with these games, with content, or take your time and put out good content, you know, um, flood the market with content, that slowly evolves, you know, like you said, it was rinse and repeat for how many of those games? I mean, a lot. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they added little, little nuances in there. Like for, yeah. for example, I think it's, uh, and I don't have this note written down here, but, uh, you can go on there and you can find, you can find them where the, I think it was the last Yakuza game. And that was, I have that one in my notes. Give me one second. The last Yakuza game was like a dragon, right? And they used actual actors for um, for the, the character. So these are real actors. They just CGI'd them. They look like the real actors. They sound like the real actors. I mean, they totally took it as, and instead of using, like in Fallout 4, where it's like the, the generic faces and stuff like that. I say generic faces, but it's the AI faces. Yeah. Right. These are actual like if they took your they took you 
cast you in a role, and then they just screen capped your entire body and all your facial features, the whole shabam. So it looks it looks really good. It sounds really good. It's cinema. It's it's cinema worthy. Right. Which brings me to my next point. All these Yakuza games has all their spinoffs and stuff like that, but they also have their adaptations into books, into videos, into actual feature films, and ra- radio dramas. So, which okay, is that all uh, Japanese releases? Because I don't know of any, um, at least American released uh, Yakuza movies, or do I? And they're just under a different title. Well, okay, so, um, so the feature film was adapted for Japanese theaters in 2007. It was called Like a Dragon, the movie. Okay. Um, it premiered in the United States on June 23rd at an independent, independent film theater. Okay. So Media Blasters was the affiliate. It was licensed on DVD on February 2010. Okay. Uh, uh, September 2020, Sega announced a new film adapted, a new film adaptation, sorry for the language today, ladies and gents, uh, with, uh, 1212 Entertainment, Wild Sheep content, uh, that's as much as they put out so far about it. Let me, let me look this up on good old IMDb. Uh, uh-huh. Let's see. It's called the Yakuza. Actually, what was it called? Oh, crap. What was it called? They don't have one. A new adaptation name yet. Let's see. <laughs> nothing yet. I'm not sure. Yeah, not, I'm not, nothing out yet. Um, But the thing that got me is, in, and, and this is like, we live in, the 21st century, right? So things like radio dramas went out in what, the 1930s? Yeah, 1940s? I was, was going to bring it up because I can't tell you the last time I know of a radio drama. Hell, radio's gone the way of the buffalo and disappearing altogether, but yet over in Japan, they're still putting out radio productions and radio dramas, and I think it's great. So September 2008, they were still producing the Yakuza series radio drama. And you can actually find and download the podcast if you go to Wikipedia. It's the, I want to mess this up, the Kamuro Cho radio station. And got another business. <laughs> or something like that. Cool. Yeah. So... Not only does it have radio dramas and films and books, it has its own TV series. Um, I don't know what a PSP stands for in terms of a of a TV series, and I couldn't really find it. Um, it airs on. It began airing on TBS, the Turner Broadcast Service, October fifth, two thousand ten. It had eleven episodes. It ended after eleven episodes. But the series was so popular, it had a sequel in 2012. And 2011, and the series ran for 11 episodes in 2011. So from what I understand, I do know that um, there have been, you know, PSP put out certain titles for games. 
And so I would assume based off of that, that they made a TV series based off of the PSP Yakuza title. They also had a web television series okay. following nothing but the life and times of the cabaret girls from the Yakuza. Huh. So there's all <laughs> sorts of um, avenues from the story that they're developing. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's like official soundtracks and DVDs. Um, the series is so popular that it sold, uh, let's see, where is it? At? I have it. I have it. Uh, it had a 70, in 2005, the original Yakuza had a 77% game rate ranking. Okay. And 75, okay. 75 out of 100. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza 0 had an 85 out of 100. Oh, uh, let's see. Where else is it at? Da, 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 da. Um, they've sold uh, 17 million copies of the Yakuza series in 2021. Huh. So it just keeps going over there. Yeah, it just keeps I mean, there's virtual tourism over this. Uh, I, I had to look up what virtual tourism is. Um, Can I take a guess? Sure, go ahead. Where people want to see scenes from the game. The app, absolutely, but it's real life. Yeah, yeah, they want to go around the city and see where the game was based off of or and whatnot. Yeah, so they want to, they, they, it's like people are watching, playing this game, paying good money uh, to go to these places on the internet. <laughs> like pull up Google Maps. Oh, so it is, sorry. I was thinking it was actually they were going on a physical tour of it, but I guess the virtual part should have told me. Sorry. Yeah, so they're sitting at home on their computer and someone's walking around with a phone like on Facebook Live going, this is it. Yeah, I've heard of that happening for other things. You know, um, different uh, tourist destinations and all people will walk around with their phone and, and show and whatnot. But, uh, that you know, if, if there's a market for it, somebody's going to do it. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just this game, if you've ever if if you ever play it. Probably won't. It is I mean it's in it's it's like Sega's version of Streets of Rage. If you remember playing Streets of Rage. Oh, I love Streets of Rage. Right, you control your guy, it's three hundred and sixty degree environment. You can interact with all aspects of your environment and you have to fight and you have to hit combo buttons. And you have to, you know, do it at the right time. So there's, uh, what do they call it? What, what, what did, what did Monster call him in his last, and until dawn, like mini game splits. I forget. I forget. But, anyhow, I yeah. I don't remember. Um, quick I time events. QTEs. Quick QT, time events. Yeah, QTEs, as you guys were calling them. <laughs> so you have quick time events you have to do as well in the game. So it's a little bit of everything all rolled into one, and you have to. And, like, you could miss a button once, and it will ruin the entire game of that point. So you have to go back to your save spot. So what I used to do is play the game, and then when the music would change real quick, I'd, hit, I'd pause it, save the game, and then do the event. And if I beat the event, I'd pause it, save the game again, so I didn't have to go through and redo it again. Ah, uh, but um, I believe it was um, Until Dawn actually stopped you from saving beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like like it would uh you would hit like a, a check mark in the game and it would 
keep you going forward. But yeah, uh, the uh, quick time events can either really throw a game off or keep you engaged. It just kind of all depends. So Yakuza, right, had the GTA style. I think Yakuza ripped off a little bit of GTA, and that's okay. Probably. I think most games probably did at that point. Yeah, so they took the mini map. You know how GTA you had the mini map up in the upper left hand corner, or the yeah, the upper left hand corner. Yeah. Right? Yakuza took the same mini map icon ish and split it down to the bottom left. Yeah. Why not? Right? It's the small stuff. Yeah. So they put they put health bars and you know uh, what else did they have in there? Weapons. Your weapons. You could see your weapons. Like when you picked up a weapon, it would tell you what it was. Like up here on the screen, up uh, middle right, upper. Upper right-ish. So, so was was Yakuza a game or at some point in it, was it one of those games that you could have like an endless amount of weapons on yourself and then later they gave you like a weight limit? You know, I just uh, always think it's funny when games you can hold like 47 pistols and, you know, there's no way that a person could actually hold that much in addition to all their other weapons. Well, I mean, if we're going to do that, we have to talk. Yes, yes Yakuza had a weapon wheel. Right, essentially, what you're referring to is a weapon wheel. I can have, I have a shotgun, an assault rifle, an SMG, a pistol, a baseball bat, a broken bottle, a knife, and a crowbar, a can of gasoline, and nine nine things of body armor on my person, and and, and walk around sprint like it was no tomorrow. Yeah, yeah yes, Yakuza had that, and again, they I think they copied all of GTA <laughs> into it and just changed the backgrounds and stuff. Don't get me wrong, they did a great job, a stunning job on recreating the backdrops, real-life backdrops, into the game. Yeah. And the characters into the game. But again, it didn't make it worthwhile. Now, GTA is fixing that. I don't know if you're aware of that, but no. GTA is fixing that with the newest the newest Grand Theft Auto. I forget what it's called. I think it's still in development. But it it's about, you go back in time, so you bounce between current time and past time, and you have to go to the trunk of your car to get body armor, to get ammunition, to get your weapon. And you okay. only have so much on you at a time. So you can't have a weapon shop on you at all. Essentially, you can't walk around with a nail gun, a baseball bat, and you know nine gallons of gasoline. Yeah. So I don't know if they're coming out with another Yakuza game because the last one came out in 2020. And I couldn't really find any uh, what's it was any feedback from an actual Yakuza member, like a real life Yakuza gang member, right. on the accuracy of the game. But I'm going to assume because they're based off the crime dramas that are really like super popular over in Japan and stuff like that. That yeah. it should be kind of accurate. I mean, I've been to Japan before and there are things that like like if you have tattoos you cover your tattoos right i wouldn't i would not be able to wear a short sleeve shirt walking around japan now because i have tattoos that go to my wrist i'd have to wear a long sleeve shirt right well i mean you know because, button up some ties for you old sarge wow you sound like robo voice button up some ties for sarge Yep, that's true. Button up for Sarge. Uh, no ties. You're you're just you're not doing the tie. So, ladies and gentlemen, okay. if you are hearing danger, sounds like Robo voice, and what? I why, why I don't understand I, why. Why am I sound like Robo voice on your end? 
Well, you're also you also look like you're in a monster movie right now for old jet old school Japanese monster movie. Okay. Well, I uh, I'm also recording this episode, so you can use my audio. <laughs> I'll upload it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make sure we edit that one out at 24 minutes roughly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, like like I was saying, I mean, I was in Japan. I've been to Japan. I would have to wear long sleeve shirts because showing off your tattoos is 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 like only something gangsters do. Yeah. And you don't want to attract a bad sort of attention there. So I wonder is the Yakuza game series based off of the you know, crime dramas and just borrows the name really. Borrows the name and the fact they could show tattoos and certain aspects of the 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 gang. The, the well-known gang at that and things that are well-known that they do, but just everything else is fictionalized and, you know, done off of, you know, what is on TV over there and whatnot. Or is it actually stuff that's taken out of, you know, stories that were told by actual members? And, and we don't know that because and I mean, I'm sure well, I mean, I'm sure I could go down the Wikipedia rabbit hole with, like, the person that, you know, create, was the process owner behind it and supervised it. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let me find his name here. I'm going to click a button. So, again, I, I don't know. Um, okay, so. Da, da, da. I'm not saying it. They just say it's a beat up action style. They give you no links that you can uh, that you can, you know, go to. I mean, it says it says it's fictional, but it's based in a red light district in Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything else. I guess that's why the uh, virtual tour is so like. So big? Uh, yeah. It's just crazy. I can't, I, I can't imagine that it would be, but I can't find anything about the author that supervised. Maybe it's because he doesn't want to have yeah. things found about him. Then he shouldn't have supervised the famous game. <laughs> I don't know. It's a... You know, it, it just makes me wonder, because they are known for, you know, attacking and eliminating um, people who say things about them that are true, if this person lives under extreme secrecy, actually not really a person itself, like just a general group of people that go by this one name or an alias, you know, uh, your guess is as good as mine, you know. I am quite curious on how the Yakuza gangs actually deal with there being a highly successful game series and many spinoffs into different media to do with them and all their stuff being out there, if it's all based on stuff they actually do. Well, I mean, we would have to, we would have to sit down and ask uh, a Mafia member if Sopranos was accurate, if the game Mafia 1, 2, and 3 was fairly accurate. I mean, 
there's probably stuff that we don't know, probably don't want to know that's happening. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I I don't need to know the inner workings of the Yakuza because that would mean I've crossed them in some way, shape or form, either positive or negative. And my life is now like in the balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I like my fingers. So I don't want to lose any of my pinkies. I've grown quite fond of my, 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 my pinkies. I've had them for 39 years, going on 40 years. I want to keep them a while longer. Yeah, if the cutscene is accurate, I, uh, I, I'd i like to keep from crossing paths with them on too, uh, too comfy of a level <laughs> or hostile of a level. Your choice. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you believe we're at Y for Yakuza already? Yep. Yep. And, you know what that uh, means, right? Uh, next up is Z. That means we're wrapping out season two. Yep. Yep. Season two is coming to a close. And, uh, you know, it's a mild personal achievement. <laughs> you know, and I kind of feel like as we get closer to the end of the alphabet, I felt this way with season one as well. I think Yoshi, when we did Yoshi, that was about a 30 minute podcast. It's like as we get. As we get closer to the end, our podcasts are getting a little bit shorter. Yeah. I mean, they have a tendency to get shorter. Some are longer, of course. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember which one was the longest one that we did, but, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's fun to see the evolution of what we're doing here. You know, it's uh, it's nice. Well, it's also when you get into like letters like X and Y and C and Q yep. that it's like you're, you're grasping at straws. Like I didn't really grasp at straws for Yakuza, but it was like it was either Yakuza or your mom joke for the, for like 30 minutes. I could have I could have just spit out your mom jokes <laughs> for 30 minutes. Yeah, um, maybe maybe about 10. <laughs> let's let's be honest. I would need to prep for that one. So. Uh, all right, Sarge. So we want to um run down some of the changes that we're going to be making. I figure we can do that when we do Z. We already did Z. Oh, we already recorded Z. Mm, okay. Yeah, Luke and I recorded Z. Remember, I told you. No, no, I don't remember. No, you weren't there for it. <laughs> so what's going to be going on is we got some outro music. I if I remember correctly, we have some outro music. Yep, I'm putting that uh, well, together as we talk, or um, not as we speak, but, you know, because um, <laughs> I'm not going to work on editing that and make it. Okay, anyway, go on. <laughs> and and we're going to be doing some, uh, we're going to probably have some pre-roll, uh, what's the word I want to use? Not only we're going to have pre-roll music and intro, but we're also going to have pre-roll advertisements. I like to call them, uh, call it pre-roll support. No, we're going to call them what they are. We're going to be I'm advertising fine. for things like... Metal Mama tees that provide us our 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 shirts. Like you, you can't see I'm them right tonight. now. You again. This is a this is an audio medium, so you yes. can't see him wearing the Is for Podcast shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not only does she do shirts. What else does she do? What does Metal Mama do for us? Uh, well, when um, you know, she didn't make it these for us, but when COVID was at its peak, she was making some face masks. And yeah, um, you know, she uh, she's got a um, a sweatshirt design of you know preparing for next winter and whatnot. So you know, um, 
Shirts is really the only thing that she's supplied us with so far, but the uh, but it's endless what she could do. All right. We're also going to be doing Madame Amalot's Boutique, and she does pins and tumblers and earrings and vinyl, and she's going to she's starting to do window clings. Uh, the list just goes on and on and on. And we're going to be talking to some other people. I know Danger's got some friends. We'll probably throw some advertisement up to his friends. Well, one of his friends owns a pawn shop. Another one does blacksmithing work. We're, we're going to, we're going to come up. We're going to try to throw him some bones too. We'll put their information down at links. So just, just look for it when you do the, when you, when you check out the podcasts. You know, so, the, uh, the, the holes in my ears have never quite actually closed. I can still get an earring in there if, if, uh, mama lot wants to. Wants to make me some earrings. Oh, we can make you some peep earrings. Yeah. It's, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, and she's going to have to go past the peeps. Unless she wants to leave those out for a year and let them get stale just like the ones in the store. Well, she's actually uh, thinking about, you know, the Little Debbie Christmas trees? Yeah. She's going to make Little Debbie Christmas tree earrings. Ah, cool. Yeah. Cool. I was cool. like, that's going to be crazy. That could be fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, my name is Sarge. And thank you for tuning in to the Why is for Yakuza is for a podcast. So, Danger, do you have any parting words of wisdom for our lovely audience? Don't cross the Yakuza in a way that's going to get you in trouble. If you want to have exposure to it, either read about it on Wikipedia or go play the game. I've never played the game and probably won't play the game because I know myself and my own personal habits. And I am so far behind in my catalog of movies, books, and TV shows. Um, video games and whatnot. Yeah, I just, I'm not going to get around to it. But if you want to, go for it. I have heard great things about it. Ask Monster if he had any parting words of wisdom, but we have been monsterless, and that's, he's just a busy, 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 busy monster. Yep. Monster will so, be joining us more in the uh, the third season. Yep. So we might we might even have some guest uh, some guest appearances on here as well. I think we yeah. should start recycling that. And so if you would like to be a guest host, make sure you drop us a line on the Danger and Sarge Facebook page. If you can't miss it. You just go to Facebook, search Danger and Sarge, and you will see us pop up. It's that easy. My parting words of wisdom. Let's see. What should I say for parting words of wisdom today? Well. You don't have to like our podcast, but you would be a much cooler person if you did like our podcast, share our podcast, tell your friends about our podcast, because guess what? We always want more viewers. Listeners. Well, yes, listeners, viewers. You can tell I'm used to video medium. Yeah. So I do want to say thank you to everybody who has hung in with us uh, through two seasons, whether or not you hung in with us or just found us. If you just found us, thank you. If you have hung in with us, thank you. We do have, as of today, uh, 1,488 downloads. Uh, I'm not sure how many listens at this point, but thank you for every one of those. I uh, I hope that you continue downloading and listening. I, yeah, uh, we are a because of you viewers, we are a worldwide podcast. Yes, we are. I know we've been in India again recently. So, <laughs> we've been yeah. in Russia, Ukraine. We were in Ukraine. Yeah, uh, uh, way to be. Uh, I mean, I I like that we are relevant to the current times and world that's <laughs> happening that we are popping up in these other countries. I mean, if you're that bored in Ukraine that you found our podcast, bless your heart. You know what? Thank you. Thank you for letting us be comfort in your time of war. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh -oh. We'll see. Where are we at here?
I'll, I'm checking some stuff real quick, so keep 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 going. <laughs> how, how many how many downloads did you say? We are at one thousand four hundred eighty-eight total downloads, all time nice. downloads. Yeah, all time downloads. Yep. So, you know, it uh, it would be nice to see a consistent uh twenty listeners <laughs> a day. You know, I mean, I see how many we get throughout the month each day and whatnot, but it's uh, I don't know how many total by any means. I'd like to. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Again, I am Sarge. And I am Danger. Have a good night. Goodbye.